describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. They're looking at me. Are we not on? No. We're not live. We have to start a new. Wait, wait, wait. All right, wait, put that down. Hi, and welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. And I'm Dan. Uh, and where are we from today, Dan? We are from <laughs> somewhere in the Forbidden City. <laughs> All right, just fast up and say what happened, James. I can't do this. Okay, so cannot tell a lot. We, we've been doing the show for about 13 minutes and realized we were not on. So, But here's the good news. That, it stunk. It really was horrible. So this is good that we're starting again. Right. And obviously, James, of course we are live from the amphitheater of the Juan T. Amplifier of the Juan T? What's that about? James, this is from Dwellers of the Forbidden City, the module. 40 years ago, James, 1980. One, 40 years ago, Dwellers of the Forbidden City. Yes. By the great David Zeb Cook, mm -hmm. who, a friend of the show. Or he is. We, we Acquaintance of the friend, show. Right. Person who's been on the show. Right. And artwork, of course, by the one and only Errol Otis, who also is, has been on the show. Okay. I like to think of him as a friend of the show. I'm, I'm reading the chat just in case people are they having sound issues. Keep going. Okay. And uh, okay. Announce on to announcements. Announcement. GrogCon is coming uh, <laughs> in about a, what? Very quick. Four weeks. Very quickly. Plus Grog or minus. We the response has been great. The shows. The shows. The events. The events are pretty much all sold out. But don't let that deter you from coming. We will save you. From having to play 5E, if that is your only option, that, that's what we do. So we will save you. So please, still right. come. So about, you all got saved about 15 minutes of mindless banter, and we're right into the meat of it now. So. And some of those things that you said, I'm glad it wasn't, we didn't catch it, because some of those things you said, James, were, were <laughs> really inappropriate. Offensive. They were offensive. You were very lucky. Right. <laughs> this, so we, we went through a bunch of things. Short version... There's still time to go to GrogCon. I know a lot of the events are sold out, but uh, a number of folks are willing to uh, allow people to show up at their tables. Just, again, we're going to use Discord when we're there to kind of coordinate things. So do not be discouraged. Please come out if you want to come. And I know a lot of DMs were kind of on the fence. I'm sure if there's a need, we, people will want to run. Don't be discouraged. 
Don't be discouraged. <laughs> he's discouraged. He is discouraged, and he's brought. He's bringing two hundred buttons with him, so <laughs> right. We're, we're gonna be able to see that. He anticipates a high body count. Yes. Get killed by the scourge. Get a button. But but apparently, if you kill yourself, you're not getting. He's put rules on how you get the button. Oh, so you just can't commit suicide and be no. like, I want the button. No, you can't just show up for your his event, kill yourself, and then. You have, to earn it. you have to earn it. The old-fashioned way. He has to murder you in a way that he feels is conducive to getting a button. Absolutely. Oh, and I had a good word, too. They didn't hear it, did they? You used the word lament. Lament. That was a good word, but now I can't, so. And your insight was brilliant, but moving on. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grogtalk. So, uh, I think we're ready for sage advice. So it's oh. your turn to... To baffle me, so you're gonna? Are you actually gonna say the right questions, or you're just gonna make up stuff like you did with the Simpsons? Because it's, it's Am hard I gonna enough. misread it. Well, yes. you know, based upon my history of this show, it's probably gonna be a disaster. All right. Is Dan gonna improve on the show? Yes, uh, but not, but not much. Yes. Okay, right. James. This is from August 1982. Sage advice. Now, right off the bat, I got to tell you, James, look, just look at this. Just uh, look generally at the amount of information. Wow. Okay. You think I was the sage, writing and writing. Yeah. When I see this, I appreciate why people aren't happy when I write so much. Right. It's like really, it's self-indulgent. These could be answered very quickly. This bothers me. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to answer, I'm not going to ask you the first question. Good. Because we've already covered. <laughs> I like that one. Excellent. So We've already great. covered that. How do you figure the chance to open doors if more than one character tries to do it at the same time? Don't answer that. We've been there. We want a Peabody, didn't we? For I think we did. Doors? Okay. It was. So I'm going to move right to Episode that. four. Still a landmark. Uh, it really was. A groundbreaking. <laughs> In the history of AD&D doors, you know, discussions. portcullis discussions. Hmm. The pinnacle. My gosh. Yes. You can't get any better than that. James. I'm sorry. Mr. Sage. Mm-hmm. What is the chance for climbing walls, etc., for non-thieves? Climbing walls... For non-thieves. And and this took more than, this took 12 yes, paragraphs? exactly. <laughs> this could have been answered with like, you know, one word. Right. Why is there a page or half a page? Yes. I so that, this is clearly not Gene Wells. Okay. Right? Yes. Gene Wells would be very short and to the point. So uh, I feel like the, this is, and I feel like one of your students, this seems so obvious, but yet I feel like well, if I answer it this okay, way. Okay, let's put it this way. Assume this is question number one on the exam. You know how they usually okay. like it starts off, you're like, oh, okay, a little bit. I like, you know, right. warm up, easy question. Right. This is question one. All right, so I'm going to say the chance for any non-thief to climb a wall, and there's no caveat like monk or anything like that. Anyone who does not have the ability to climb walls, any class, the answer is they have zero chance. You, sir, are correct. There we go. Very sagacious of you. Yes. Zero. So my answer is zero. Okay. All right, settle in. You want to get a cup of coffee? I'll read the answer now. I have my water. Which Perfect. I, which is really not water. I have to drink now. So it's just vodka. It's just straight vodka I'm drinking now. What are you, Menion? <laughs> hey, if he calls, I'll be drinking. Menion, if you call in, I'll go get something to drink. I'll have some 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 liquor down uh, there. Menion, I'd like to get Menion's opinion on plum wine. I've discovered plum wine. Have you ever had plum wine? No. It's very sounds, fruity. It sounds, it sounds like a headache in a bottle. No, it's tasty. Japanese. But you, tasty. if you drink too... I, 
Yeah. We had a Greek wine called Mavro Daphne. Mavro is black, Daphne is wine, I think. So it's literally black grape or something. It's very sweet. It's like a port. It's like a, you know, a cordial. Yeah, like a dessert one. Yeah, so it's fine if you have a little bit. If you drink too much of it, you, you just, you're wrecked the next day. Sounds like an interesting story there. Yes. Behind there. The same chance these... What's the interesting story? You're, you're young, you're a teenager. That's, that's the crap that your mother leaves out or yeah. something, and that's what you drink, and then you're wrecked. So anyway. You're right. It's not really very interesting, it's really is interesting. it? It's a typical it's, thing. It is pretty typical. Okay, the answer to this is they have the same chance thieves have of knowing spells or possessing 1,800 strength. None. I can hear all the fighters saying, but I can hide in shadows. Watch this. Even though the thief abilities have... Rather unimpressive mundane names, they are indeed special abilities and can be successfully performed only by someone who has had and continues to take training in the thief profession. Now, the reason why I do find the rest of this somewhat interesting is I almost sort of wonder, is Gary behind this? It becomes very... Angry. (laughs) Finger wagging. Yes. And a little angry. In a standard AD&D campaign, there can be no deviation from this rule. And it is a fact of, quote, life as much as it is a rule of the game. And I'm going to try to jump to some of these other ones. I'll skip over all the continual discussion and finger wagging. But it says at some point in time, you ready Ready Mm -hmm. for this? In extraordinary circumstances Mm -hmm. or for the sake of experimentation, Non-thief characters with exceptionally high dexterity might be allowed a chance of successfully performing certain thief-like abilities. Like, oh, that's nice. Enter Gary, maybe. Right, right. This mutates the adventure or campaign, and this fact should be understood by the DM and all the players, colon, what they're playing isn't an AD&D game any longer. Wow. Wow, that's a ooh. <laughs> so that means if you do that, you are not playing Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. What I love about this is we really have two Garys. Yeah. Right? We have the Gary that is, hey, we, and everyone can point out something from Gary that supports their position. Hey, have you read the back of the DM? It's all guidelines, right. maybe. It's all groovy, that's whatever, right. man. Right. What's a rule anyway? Yep. Then there's, you're not playing D&D. That's, D&D. that's right. Then there's, uh, let's see, can I? Can I do this? And there's Dark Gary. Dark Gary. <laughs> Dark Gary. You know, and it's, it's you know, I gotta tell you, James, if I'm if I'm a twelve year old kid and Gary's telling me I'm no longer playing A D and D if I do that, I'll probably start to cry. You know, if I've been allowing non thieves to climb a wall, I would probably be climbing. Okay. So yeah, that's a hard no. No. Okay. And and I understand why, of course, the what why does this come up? Because it seems we have people climbing trees. We have, it's like, you know, we can climb a tree. Yes, there's a chance we're going to fall, but there is, this sounds like, you know, it's like a vi- bad video game where you get to the wall and you can't do anything. You're just sitting there and you're like, wait a minute, I can climb a tree? But that's not climbing walls as it talks about here. So what's a wall? Well, so can I climb a tree? I'm a fighter. I can climb a tree, of course, you, right? You can. Okay. Because it's not a wall. I agree with that. So I think what we're talking about now is if we want to make sense of this, it has to be that walls, and then I know you can have like rough walls, but right. a wall is a wall. So it is, you're basically going straight up. Yes. You're not, yeah. So Without any, without any means 
rope, anything else. Right. You're literally Spider-Manning up the wall. Yeah, That's if right. you saw someone do it, you'd be like, wow, look at that dude. Right. Wait, he's a thief. Yeah, ascending and descending vertical surfaces is the ability of the thief to climb up and down walls. Assumes that the sur- surface is coarse and offers ledges and cracks for toe and hand and holds. That's on page 27. So does that mean, because isn't there smooth? Does that mean if yes. it's completely smooth, let's say it's marble. If it's completely marble, I think the movement is zero. Or I can't do anything. Like I'm yeah. in trouble, right? Then it really is that. Right. Yeah, so you go, that's okay. Now we are flipping and turning. Back to the DMG. I think it's near the front. I think it is too. Because they explain the thieving abilities, and we're flipping, and we're turning. Oh, I got 19. Page 19, yes. Okay, climbing up. This is probably <laughs> angry Gary. That's right. This is probably the most abused thief function. So what's great about it is not only can thieves, non-thieves, no, none, no chance. Right. Even one for thieves. Right. He, he, they're cutting back on it and finger wagging. Although hiding in shadows vies for the distinction, the ability to climb walls is something which is acquired through training and practice, just as are most of the other functions of the thief. And then there's the rate. So you have slippery. Oh, so well, if it's slippery, if it's slippery, slippery and very smooth, you're not moving. You're... Oh, oh, but look, very smooth means few cracks. So the PHB still lives that rule. So if yes. it is completely smooth, so if it's marble and there's no cracks of any kind, no one's climbing that thing Indeed. unaided. That's right. Okay, I've learned something. I like that. Very smooth. I mean, it still has to have a few cracks. It can't be glass. Mar- mar- polished mar- if it's polished yeah, marble, like polished marble. Like with, no, with no seam, somehow it was not built with mortar. You know, it's like this magical vertical thing, then it would be... Oh, that's right, because you would need a... It's right, you would need a pretty big slab of marble to not yes. have a seam. Yes. Or, kind of... or you elves or some, you know, dwarven master craftsman who can figure out a way to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's right. They come in there. Or gnomes. Gnomes are good at that stuff. Okay. That's right. All right. So we, anyway, we're not going to... We've gone over that with thieves. Go see our thief video, but... The point of it is that's where people get hung up on it. It's this idea of, I, what do you mean I can't climb a tree? Or I can't, cl- you know, yes, you can climb a tree. Mm-hmm. But if you're in plate mail, you're not climbing a tree. It's a problem to climb a tree, too. It should be problematic. Agreed. Okay. I love, love, love this question. This next one? Okay. Yes. Can a two-class fighter cleric use edged weapons and mix the use of these with the use of clerical abilities, i.e. spells. If this is not allowable, does that mean a two-classed character must follow the conditions of the more restricted class with regard to the use of certain weapons, the wearing of certain armor, and other particulars? This really does sound like an essay exam right. for AD&D. That's like, that'd be like, you're opening up the exam, you turn the page. You crack open the red book, yes. whatever it's called. The, <laughs> the timing, yes. yes. It's like the SAT, like an essay portion on it or something. Yes, this is the writing portion. All okay. right, so they used a term, which I'm not familiar with. It's not dual class. It's not multi-class. What do they call oh, it? Oh, they, they call it, yeah. So the writer called it two-class. Right. They clearly mean dual class. Okay, so, well, because if it's multi-class, it's a different... No. It's a I different think, kettle of fish, as they indeed. say. Indeed. No, because we have answers on that, yes. right? And so two-class... You don't get many two-class... No, I'm saying it. Dual-class players, really. People don't no, think about it a lot. Because they're stupid. Oh, did I say it a lot? Look, yeah, but they have... <laughs> 
They have, but you get a lot of bizarro combinations. Except for Bard, which again, not a fan. But you could have a lot of bizarro combinations. You could. You we could, talked about that. You could be like an assassin. Oh, assassin you, have you could have your assassin illusion, unless there's an alignment restriction. You right. could have that. Right. Okay. So what do you think? Well, then there's another question, which is not in there. Has the player exceeded the previous class? It doesn't mention that. Why is that relevant if they've exceeded? The because they, they're not supposed to use their previous class until they've exceeded it. So if you're, if you're saying they are a cleric first and now they're a fighter, let's right. say they went to fifth level, mm -hmm. and now they're a first level fighter, they're not supposed to do anything with their cleric. Oh, until what point? Until they uh, exceed the previous amount. They have to be sixth level. Oh, your second class has to exceed yeah, the first one correct. before you, cannot you go use, back? Yes, that's why it's also ridiculous. See, this is the problem with the dual class. is It's just kind of weird, and it has all sorts of questions. But, okay, but it's there. Yes. So these questions will arise. So that caveat, caveat for those two things. So I'm going to assume that the, the fighter sure. is above that, and... Um, my understanding is you have to manage to the restricted of the class. You cannot use. So if there's edge weapon limitations, you're still restricted by that if you're a dual class. At all times. That's my understanding. Okay. I'm, without, I'm not conferring with the book like some folks. I'm going off memory. I think there's not an answer. I don't see. Well, I don't see. Well, we'll see. They, they refer to the player's handbook. Okay. In essence... Being a character with two classes means you can do different things at different times, which makes double duty desirable for some players and their characters. But two classed what they use the word, but two classed characters, always human, can't legitimately mix the abilities and benefits of different classes. So you were right in that respect, but here's where it gets a little weird, I think. At the same time, the way multi-class, always non-human or semi-human characters can. Because you've got some multi-class characters, as we know, elves can wear armor. Like, there's specific right. rules. Mag fighter magic users can wear, they don't have the armor restriction. Cleric magic users don't have the restriction of weapons for and, those. And thieves, thieves multi-class is only... The armor restriction. But it's only when you're doing thief ability, I think right. it's set. Well, it says, it implies that. Right, I mean, that I could like be, okay, I'm just going to go fighter mode now, and I'm not going right. to try to climb a wall. Or a tree. Right. Like it says on page 33 of the player's handbook, quote, restrictions regarding armor, shield, and or weapon apply with regard to, op to operations particular to one or both classes. So that's kind of vague, isn't it? Restrictions regarding armor, shield, and or weapon apply with regard to operations. From that statement... And the example that follows it concerning a two-class fighter magic user. Oh, we're probably going to have to go to page 33. We can see that the intent of the rules is to keep the class functions separate. The result is that a two-class character must be played quite a bit differently than a multi-class character who is practicing the same professions. Right. A fighter cleric wielding an edged weapon can't successfully cast a spell turn an undead, or perform any other cleric-type action. If the character wants to be able to hold a weapon and act as a cleric at the same time, it must be a weapon clerics are permitted to use. A fighter magic user can carry but not wear armor and weapons not normally usable by magic users, according to the player's handbook. Thus, a two-class fighter cleric ought to be allowed to carry but not hold an edged weapon, and still use clerical abilities. 
it would be okay for the two-class fighter cleric to keep a sword at his belt and turn it undead, for instance, but if he tries to do the same thing with a sword in one hand and a holy symbol in the other, he'd better be ready to use that sword. A fighter cleric carrying more than one weapon but not holding any particular one at a given time can be formed as a cleric as long as one of the weapons he carries is permitted to clerics and as long as that particular weapon is the one, if any, being drawn or wielded. So clear you're as clear as mud. Yeah, you're basically switching on and off. And they do call it two classes. It's not dual dual Whoa, class. Oh, what? Yeah, it's actually dual two class. You I learned always, something. Yes, I always called it dual class, but it's called it, two classes. So once again, from you, you screwed me up. Yeah, that's probably okay. Thanks. I'm a yeah. two class character. The character with two classes. So it's called. I always called it dual class, but apparently not. It's two classes. And so where is this famous line? There's a line in here about. Well, there's the magic user. They talk about. Furthermore, and once they exceed your level, because if you don't exceed your level and use any of your skills, you do not get experience points. At least that's what this says here. Okay. But once, at the end of it, top of 33, second column. Furthermore, the character can now, assuming they've gone higher, but not wear armor and weapons not normally usable by magic users and resort to them if the need arises and not be penalized in respect to experience points. For he or she has already surpassed the new class. So again, like you were saying... And it said, note, this, this does not allow spell use while armor-clad, such as an elven fighter magic user. Okay, so, so it is... That's why they're garbage. That's pretty... That's pretty that is pretty clear, so, so you can this do it. This is so first edition. These books kill me. I'm just saying, this is so first edition, these books kill me. Oh, so. you know, that's great. No, I, I, I know now to be quiet when I, when I see that business. Over so, so you can do it. You just switch on and off. Yeah, you're basically, I'm going into fighter mode, or I'm going into cleric mode. So the weirdness is, though... So I can't turn people holding a sword because right. <laughs> but if I sheath it, then oh, now you're in cleric mode. You're in full cleric. It's mode. like a little button, a little switch. That's right. You've got the like uh, Buzz Lightyear, Spanish and English. He can change his language. You know, he's either English Buzz Lightyear or. Well, I mean, I guess I guess it's easier just to say that because if you listed out everything and whether it would be a huge chart, I could see it in Dragon Magazine, like a best of. It would make sense that I can't cast spells while wearing armor. I get that. I'm not an elf, but some stuff it seems like I should be able to hold. A, so what if I? What if I? These are like the terrible student questions. What if I'm? What if I'm touching the holy symbol? <laughs> touching. Hey, if you're touching your symbol, hey, that's a that's. <laughs> That's, you must be punished if you do that. So oh, James the cleric's back. <laughs> That's right. Back. I, I heard you had a long sword. You were brandishing your long sword. Come here and get punished. That's a, that's a later show. That's a different show. That's a spinoff that I'm not a part of. So, so, yeah, okay. So basically, it's just sort of like a balance thing, right? right. No right. overpower. And, and, and there's, I forgot where here, but sometimes we go through these knots, these you know mental gymnastics just for the sake of same thing like we have level limits for demi-humans and we try to we have this rule for game balance and then we try to put all this lore around it to make it justified versus just saying look if we don't have this everyone would be demi-human so, so it, sucks to be you so does that mean i can't i can't commit i can't if i'm an assassin cleric i can't assassinate somebody while holding the holy symbol <laughs> put it away why can't i kill this guy <laughs> oh, i want to kill him with the holy symbol nope <laughs> You can't throw. You can't kill with a holy symbol. Right. What happens if your holy symbol is a dagger? 
It's a bad, even bad choice. <laughs> that deity's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm worshiping the deity of assassins. Who is that? It's a bloody uh, it poison trip dagger. No, nope. it won't go in. <laughs> you, can't, you cannot use it. So, uh, okay. You know what the last? You know what the takeaway is? What? Don't allow two class to care. Right. They're garbage. All right. James, are all of the attributes having required minimums to be construed as quote principal attributes for that class? With regard to two classed characters, what's the point of this question? What does this mean? Meaning, like, do I need like a strength of X? What's the point of principal attributes? Mean what? You generally have to have a minimum, and you can get extra XP if you've got high in that and another. I mean, what's what's the relevance of something being a quote principal attribute? Well, because the rule. Uh, my uh, so read that again one more time. Are all of the attributes having required minimums? For a class, not oh, a race. All, oh, I see. All having required minimums. Because a lot of times if there's multiples. Right, like a ranger or a paladin. They have more than one thing, yes. And, and you know what? If you look at it, too, some of them are actually hidden. Aren't they hidden in the tables? Like you look at, like, strength or something, and it may be, like, minimum for half elf, whatever. Right. Okay. We weren't, we weren't talking about them, but those are, that's a good that question. Is, that's, that's a, a good question. That's a required minimum. Right. Well, there's. I think they started with the class minimums. So again, ranger has strength of thirteen, oh, intelligence yeah. thirteen, wisdom fourteen, fourteen, fifteen. But to your point, Dan, which is also a good point, on the attribute tables, there are minimums for that as well. So again, they they should kind of complement each other. I'm sure there's not one or the other. Yeah. Look at look at wisdom thirteen. Is minimum wisdom for a paladin or multi-classed half elven cleric character. Yeah. I don't think that says that. Does it say that in cleric? Probably doesn't. It just is for standard cleric. There are some hidden ones embedded. Yeah, I hope they're one for one, but as we found with these books, sometimes they're not there. So you should confer to it, though. So, for instance, it says on page 24, Ranger's uh, wisdom of not less than 14. If you go to page 11 under wisdom, it says minimum wisdom for 14. For, for Ranger character 14. So that's good. It matches that. And the, and the minimum wisdom for a cleric is what, 9? Yes. And it just says 9, probably? Which, of course, makes... So a cleric, which is clearly wisdom is their prime requisite, needs a 9. But a Ranger, who has like 4 requirements, needs a 14 wisdom. Hmm. Seems, well, seems odd. Okay, but so yes. that's the kind so, of question you get on the exam. Right. What is the minimum, what is the minimum wisdom for a multi-class half-elven cleric character? And you put, like, well, nine. Right. And then the pressure's like, no, right there. And we never talk about that in class. Yeah. you got to read the whole book. Right. It's in the book. It's, it's fair book, game. It's, it's, that's right. Okay. You, it was not in your slides, Professor. Right. It just said wisdom wisdom for clerics. Slides nine. are one source of mater- test material. It's We sweat lecture, mm-hmm. slides, and the books. I assign the reading. I assign the reading. And it's not that thick. Right. <laughs> That'd be kind of a cool textbook, though, I think. Like player's handbook. It would be $300 then. Well, it, basically now when you try to buy them, they're basically are books because they cost so much now. That's true. They're used, but they're more expensive. <laughs> they're more expensive. What's wrong with this world? <laughs> well, if Gary had their way, they'd be continuing to make additions. Anyway, so okay. the, going back so, to the original are, question. Are all of the attributes having required minimums to be construed as principal attributes for that class with regard to two class characters? So it sounds like... Yeah, because this, this comes from page 33... Paragraph 2, which yeah. says, in order to switch one class to another, the character must have an ability score of 15 or more in the principal attributes abilities, but it's attribute attributes, uh-huh. and a 17 or 18 in the principal attributes of the class changed to. Whoa. 
In order to switch from one class to another, the character must have received 15 or more in the principal attribute ability of the original. Oh, wow. This is really hard. Mm-hmm. And a 17 or 18 in the principal attributes of the class. This is horrible. So this really puts a restriction on it. Right. Okay. I forgot about that. So So the question is, is principal your prime requisite or is it, uh, which is the, the ability that you earn extra experience or is it all the minimums necessary? It, That's the oh, question. Oh, and why would it say principal attributes with an S in parentheses? Are there some that, like, clearly fighter con is like, not is like it's lesser one. That's what, well, it's not any. You don't. You don't. I think. Well, there could be a minimum based on the attribute and con on the table, but it's not. Is. It's not designated oh, in the not. fighter example. Like ninety nine percent positive. Like ranger, it's clear they're kind of like they're all equal, right? Because you're just like you're. Yeah, there is no minimum. But for minimum seven, you need a seven minimum is constitution, but that's not specified in. <laughs> Right. As an example, it's okay. not specified in fighter. Okay, so we have three different possibilities here, it seems to me. Number one, sort of figuring out what you think is the single most important attribute. Well, it does say constitute of seven or greater. I just never, would never care because what, what <laughs> fighter would have less than seven because you'd be losing. Right. You'd be losing. I'm going to put, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I got a seven. Um, I think I'll put it in con. Right. What's wrong with you, idiot? Well, if it's less than you, actually lose hit points. So I guess a fighter with l- losing hit points wouldn't last. And long. you can't do five. What do you have to be if you have a five con? Uh, You're forced to be something, aren't I've, you? It's an illusionist. Um, let's see. I was the there. You are correct, sir. There you go. Ding ding for me. So you have a six. Okay. So it, okay, it seems to me that there could be three different ways to go here. Yes. Which I know you want to hear about. Uh, sure. First, you could say, well. It's really the main one, like for fighters it's strength, and the reason why there's an S there is because there's some like ranger or paladin where right. you really, really not, they're, they're like equal. Yes. Okay? Second, it could be any that are listed in the class discussion. Right. Third, it could be any that are listed anywhere, like the half-elf, right? Because the half-elf is not... Right. Basically, you're including race now, which yes. is kind of weird. That is weird. So those are, I think those are... Well, if you have race, things. then it doesn't matter, because this is for two class, which is only human. Excellent point. Right. So you it's, have just, through logic, eliminated the third... You're right. You're, right. You're down to two. We're on two. What are you going to say? So I'm going to say, if it's primary... What is the... The term is primary ability? What is it called? Primary? Uh, principal principal. attributes. Yes. So then, the yes. Uh, the answer is yes. I'm going to say they say yes. The Pr- answer is Yes. Thank you. So yeah, so you're, if you try to go from range, if you try to go from like uh, illusionist to ranger, good luck because you need like ridiculous scores. With two exceptions. Oh. <laughs> it was a yes, but. Oh no. Go ahead. <laughs> James, you'll now identify the two exceptions. You're not getting full credit for this, but. Oh, I have to. The exceptions. No, it's not Bards just... would be one exception. I, I'd have to start reading. I can't remember. Oh. Okay, yes, with two exceptions. Oh, it's, oh, they said literally yes with two exceptions. Correct. Okay. They say literally said yes, comma, with two exceptions. So, it, was, it was yes, but. Okay. Well, Bard should be one exception because it doesn't, there's no, it's not set. It's a, because Bard, a cause Bard's a half-baked dual class. It's actually a triple class. Wait, or, can I be a dual class? I Bard and then be something that I wasn't otherwise? Like Bard Assassin? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> that thing forever. That's right. Oh, they become a bard? 
That's right. You'd be oh bar- my gosh, you better do the other one first. Because right. if you do the barb first, how do you figure out when you pass the level? Of, is it just level of barb or is it all those levels baked in? Oh, well, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't be. I just, that's okay. Now my head hurts. This is like, a, this is like a portable hole inside of right. whatever. Right, yes, it should just explode. You can't be. Can you be a barb slash something? It doesn't. It says any. It doesn't say, it technically says there's no restriction for humans. <laughs> the bard assassin. I love it. That's creepy. The bard cleric, the bard, whatever. But don't you think the bard assassin is particularly creepy? No, I, I, well, you know what? Uh, Hallmark Stealing Hearts could be a bard paladin. That would be great. Bard Paladin would be That's cool. Right. So I could start singing again. That's yes. If you were class, dead. If I wasn't dead. Okay. Here are the exceptions. For the purpose of determining whether a character is eligible to take up a second class, principal attributes for each class are considered to be these. <laughs> Shoot me. Okay. Cleric. Wisdom only. <laughs> James takes off his glasses. So what's getting eliminated? Why are they saying this? I don't know. That's a good question. Why are, are they? Checking your clock. Are you checking your no, heart my, rate? You checking your heart rate? I was. I was seeing if I had a AFib. If it was my heart was going to defibrillation <laughs> from this. A heart attack. Wait. What's the other one for cleric? What else do I need? Where's cleric? Well, back to your minimum. There's probably a minimum somewhere that I didn't have. I thought it was just nine wisdom. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that's what I thought. Unless it's hidden. Yes. And you're right. I mean, you got to be human. So this business, why are Dex, let's see, if your dex is lower than five, that you can only be a cleric. The principal attribute is wisdom. Must have a minimum wisdom of nine. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I see, right? I don't want to keep reading. No. Why would they say? Seems odd. What are we missing? I feel like I'm missing something. I'm looking to see if there's any minimums Embedded? For yeah. No, but I don't see it. Oh, Just, wait a second. Everything's a five. I mean, everything's a set. Everything else is. That's Every, not, yeah. But that's not a principal attribute. That's not a principal attribute. That's a principal attribute. Right. That's like you can't be horrific. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like the show is horrific. So, go ahead. We really, we really should, instead of a 1 to 10, we should rate our, our show on 3 to 18, I think, for now on. Don't you think? Yeah. That'd be better, don't you think? Right. Like an attribute. Right. All right. That's a new rule. Okay. Cleric is wisdom only. Druid, wisdom and charisma. Right. Fighter strength only. Paladin, everything but dexterity. Ranger, everything but dexterity and charisma. Why didn't you get this right, James? Why didn't you get they get this? Magic user, intelligence only. Illusionist, dexterity, intelligence. Thief, dexterity only. Assassin, dexterity. Intelligence and strength. And monk, everything but charisma and intelligence. And it doesn't tell us about bard. Mm. This includes every ability for which a required minimum is given, except for the fighter's con. Ah, there it is. That's weird, which must be at least seven. And the magic user's dexterity, which the PHB says must be at least six. You know, it's kind of like, oh, but it's almost, of course it's got to be six. It can't be five. The first exception is made because. Because then you have to be a cleric. That's right. The principal attribute of a fighter is strength. But constitution isn't mentioned in the same sentence. A minimum dexterity of six is required for magic users, but this is superfluous. Since a character with a dexterity of five or lower is always a cleric. Honestly, you'd think I wrote this. Yes. This is like... Actually, I do think you wrote this. <laughs> I typed it up. It's I not think, real. I, I think it's... It's I've been caught. Boo. So, by the way, I can't... Uh, I don't have my keyboard here. That's part of the reasons why this show has been a little bit of a disaster. I didn't bring my portable keyboard. So, I can't respond to the chats. Just, I'm reading them, but I can't respond to them. So. You are, we are not... You, James is not ignoring We're you. We're not ignoring you. 
Note that the principal attribute for each class may include abilities in addition to those that apply toward a bonus you named experience. To limit the definition of principal attributes to only those abilities that pertain to the experience bonus would make the system unbalanced and unplayable. Wow. Unbalanced because then it would be easier to become a two-class paladin, more, more finger-wagging, than a two-class ranger and unplayable because the assassin monk never get an experience bonus, and so this definition would not have any principal attributes. That is logic at its finest, right. James. I like the last part. The other part was kind of, I don't need the finger-wagging. All right. Well, that would be sage advice. Want some finger wine? Okay. All right, one more. Okay. That's it. We're done with this. Okay. I'm done with it. You're sick of it. Are you sure? There's only two more. Just, okay, come on. There's only two more. Let's do it real quick. If a fo- this is a good one. If a follower gains a higher level than his master, <laughs> does the follower continue to serve? <laughs> That's a good. That is a good one. <laughs> That's a good okay. question. But part of you's got to be like, really? Come on. No. So the question, so basically you're like you hire a thief somehow and you're a monk or a paladin who goes up really slow. <clears throat> yeah, what's wrong with you? Can a follower who has reached the proper level gain followers of his own? Oh, so there's like followers and followers? It's a multi-level marketing scheme. It's the Amway. Oh, did I say yeah, that? So yeah. you're it's like, the Amway. I don't think I'm so, allowed to say that. So you turn to me and you're like, hey, do that. And I turn to somebody else and go, do right. that. Right. It all goes down at the <laughs> My, I'm going to yeah, say. Wait a second. But you know what we call this? An army. Right. At that point, right? I mean, it's an army. Yes. I, so I'm going to say, because that's the second part to that question, because I'm going to say yes to both. Well, there's more. And if so, are they under oh, the geez. control of the master, the master's policy? So, yes. Well, who's the chain of command? So if it's a yes. So if it's, uh, it's bar gains, higher level. So this is all very. Oh, yeah. So the, the third question is assuming that I can be higher level than you. So I'm 10th level and you're 8th. Right. But I'm your follower. Right. And I've got my own followers. Right. Who could be higher level than me? Is it really time to like leave the house? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Move out? Move out. Why are you still here? Who do the... Can you order around my followers? Is the question. Right. Right? Okay, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Just figure this one out on your own. Players. I'm going to say yes to everything. You need to ride the dragon. Did this really happen in your adventure? Right. And the question is, you got bigger problems. Right. This is happening. You're saying what? I'm saying yes. Yes, the follower can have higher levels, and he still stays a follower. And yes, they can have followers. Yeah, maybe he doesn't want to leave. Right. He's insecure. Yeah. I don't think it says that if they get higher level, they go away. <laughs> I think you have. they have to be lower level when you retain them. But then after they get hot, hired, that could happen. <laughs> you could be level drained. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. They're not, I, I can't deal with you anymore. I'm out of here. <laughs> You're pathetic. You're half the man. You're a third of the man you used to be. All right. It's like I don't even know you anymore. Exactly. Ever since that white attack. So instead of feeling <laughs> sorry for me that I got, like, attacked by the white or whatever. Right. They you're just out take, of here. They take off. That's okay. right. This is, I love this. This question is great. The relationship between followers. So you're saying yes all around. There's well, this is this no. is not henchmen. This is followers too, which is also another right. interesting thing because followers is described. We went over followers last week, last time, which I, of course I forgot all. But go ahead. Yes, I'm saying yes to all. Yes, yes, they, yes, <laughs> yes all around. Yes, James in a good mood. Yes, I yes, everybody. I'm very permissive. Okay. The relationship between followers and their master is, on a smaller scale, similar to the relationship between clerics. And their deities. So much depends on how the roles are played. This sage has too much time. Yeah. And on the particulars of each campaign, that it's impossible to dictate in a set of rules how one side of the relationship will interact with the other. With regard 
It sounds like they need to go on like Oprah and talk it out, right? Why are you? Still, why are you still here in this? Right, why, why are you still in this relationship? My, you are not the father. Today on Oprah, followers who have exceeded their master's a PhD underneath everyone's seat. With regard to followers and when, if ever, they stop being followers, a few general statements may be risked. Maybe risked. Risked. Maybe rest. Okay. Oh, I guess that's a like a synonym for offered, but okay. okay. If a follower posited. Ever, oh, nice. Oh, James. Yeah. Okay. If a follower ever gains an experience level equal to or higher than the masters, I don't like that word. Yes, master. All right. I can't say you're my master. Okay. Would you get a PhD? You're my master. You're not my master. All right, master. Master. Okay. If a follower ever and the DM has been fair about awarding experience when it is deserved. And the master probably brought about the role reversal by not actively adventuring. Oh, I'm like going behind your back to become your master. I'm like, oh, I'm sending you. I'm sending you out. I'm not. You gotten lazy, right? You go in there. Yeah, you go with him. And the DM's like, you ain't getting experience points for that master, right? You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. Pathetic. Right. Okay. Um, Or by not, or in some way, causing a delay in his or her level advancement. Human and humanoid nature is such that a father who gets closer equal to his master in powers and abilities will think about striking out on his own, I would hope. Right. And sooner or later, he'll try to do something about fulfilling that desire. Maybe the master will opt for a preemptive strike, hoping to subjugate or vanquish. Oh, this is nice. Subjugate or vanquish a father who looms as a threat to the master's power and authority. It's taking a dark term. Wow. If a follower remains subservient to his master while both the master and follower keep rising levels, it's possible to develop a hierarchy of followers, as you said, beneath other followers, all of them ultimately beholding to the master who originally became eligible to have followers. Yeah. Is that the first guy? Right. Okay. And any sort of master... We have a term for them. They're called kings and lords. That's Exactly. What <laughs> yeah, they're like... I know, they're like sixth level, whatever, but like they're the king. Right. So you do what they say. Right. You don't tell the emperor he's got no clothes. Right. Because now you're getting into what makes the king. You know, now we're going to politics. Who, what, why are people leaders? They're leaders because people make them leaders. But as I said, if, you're, if they're getting too high in level, right. you're the king, you kill them. You hire the assassin's guild. Right, exactly. You, don't, you have no responsibility. It wasn't me. In any sort of master-father relationship... It is impossible for the boss, the boss, to control his followers the way you control an undead. A follower's allegiance to his master may be strong, but it can't be expected to remain unshakable for an indefinite length of time unless those who aid their master's cause are given credit when credit is due. Gotta be a nice boss. And followers are just like you and me. The more they get, the more they want. Dot 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 dun dun You don't have that, do you? Dun dun dun. Oh no, I don't need that is a okay. All right, this will be real fast, and then we're done. And then you've completed it. How can the level of spell use be determined for Paladin or Ranger? When they cast spells, do they cast at level one, or do they cast at... So just, I, okay. not the spell level, right? but like I'm casting a first level spell, and its range is based on level, what level are you? Right, and I don't like this answer, but this is I'm sure this is the answer. It's the level that they are in the Ranger. This one says that it is first level, but I believe... I, I know there's been another one. Yes. That's, on what level spells you get, right? right? Because Gene Wells was angry about it. I had this right. recollection. It wasn't Gene Wells like, I disagree with this. Right. But they're telling me it's 8th right. or ninth. Well, right. now it's saying, here it's for effect, 
using spells as a, an eighth and ninth level paladin begins using spells as a caster of the first experience level. Yeah, that's different from what we had before. I well, know. Wait, but, unless it's, but is it is it not really different? Is if you take so now what we have to do is we need a we need to merge the two and try to reconcile them. Do yeah, you I get to know. cast as you get to cast ninth level spells, but you for the range and all that stuff you are first level. If you know what I mean, because you could break that in two. The levels. Yeah, I get to cast ninth level spell as a ninth level magic of the spells, but when you look at range and area of effect, if it has a if it's based upon level, then I'm first. You know what I'm saying? I sort of understand. Well, there's something weird. Someone needs to investigate this because I agree with you, James. I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah, they were not happy. So again, going to ranger specifically, if you're an eighth level ranger, you you may cast first level druid. Druid spells. Oh, so it makes no sense what I was That's, saying because it says because it tells you the level of spells there. You're right. right so it must have been inconsistent. You're right. Because right. but so then the question was, well, what level when you figure out effect, damage, yes. all these other things? So for instance, at ninth level, they can get a first level spell, magic user, which is magic missile. So that it's a, there's a huge difference between casting it as a first level magic user, you get one missile. Or if you cast it as a ninth level magic user, you're one, three, five, seven, nine. You get five missiles. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they said in the one that right. Gene protested was no, they get the level of experience that they've earned. You must be right, because they clearly says the level of spells. So I had remembered that wrong. Yes, and here it says when a ranger reaches a ninth level, he or she will operate for spell casting purposes as a first level magic user or a second level druid. Yeah. So I know that I know there's one folks person's been recently came on board and they've been listening. So when you find that uh, episode where we heard that, please put that in the comments somewhere so we can, in a future one, we can refer back to this one to say, please look at the previous one and this one and put them together. Indeed, and tell us the answer. Yes. All right, I'll let you off the hook. There's two more. Well, no, yeah, we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> They'll be here for next time. There's always an exam because we have one that we have to answer ourselves. Remember? With help, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Now you need to get the DMG. Oh, he's okay. Hold on. What am I holding on for? I guess you're. Oh, uh, because someone wants to call in. We're gonna have to work on that. So hold on, Rob. I I just saw your message, but we. I have to answer this. We're gonna work on this question. So we received on the grog line a long missive. And I'm trying to remember my rule, which is we're not going to answer things anymore through messages. Why? Because, A, we don't share it with other people. Mm-hmm. Which, and, two, we know nothing. So it's not good. So uh, we, have, we have followers that we have that right, are better that than are, us. We're way better than they, us. They've exceeded and, us in level. Right. And they've branched off, and they, they still come here and talk to us. Which There's I an example. Right. I think they're trying to kill us. I think someone's trying to murder us right now. We need to follow the sage advice. Told us we need to take care of those people. Right. So I, while I get Rob set up, uh, I'm going to. Here's the question, basically, and so you can kind of look through. You can kind well, of. Where, where, where is this discussion at? Well, first, let me give what the discussion's about. Uh, this, hey, I'm responding to your social experiments that anyone is listening. So yes, so people are listening and they're responding. So hey, I have this question. They did not mention who they are. They're still anonymous. They spent two minutes discussing their question, but they never said who they were. So this is for that person who you know who you are. Mm-hmm. I feel like Casey Kasem now. Right. <laughs> this is going out to it's you. A, spe- a special listener out there. 
Yes, special listener out there, you know who you are. Okay, here we go. Uh, there's uh, combat has ensued. I'm paraphrasing. There's one side of the initiative, and the side of the initiative charges. So I have initiative, and I am charging. Yeah, you right. And so then the other side. So when someone charges, the other side gets an attack back. Right? You get you get it before, depending on the length of the weapon. I just don't understand if you're charged and then you make that defensive strikes back. Okay. So his the question of the person, I'm not going to assume their gender, is that this automatic attack, quote unquote, is there an automatic attack when the person who's charging, the, the person that's being attacked by the person who's charging, do they get an automatic attack? And is that in in lieu of their normal stated action, or is it a quote unquote? I'll use a five E term. Hold on. Ooh, bonus action. And so an example he gave is: so if three people charge at someone, does that person who's been charged do they get charged back attack or reply attacks to each one? That's his question. That's the short version. Let's see what else. Uh, he's where's just, charging the damage? I'm going to start studying. All right. So why? Yeah, because I'm going to get Rob on. So charging is in the combat area, and it is page. I'm, page, I'm around page seventy. I figured it would have been there. It's before. Yeah, you're you're pretty close. I'm in that area. It's under uh, initial. Okay. Uh, looking, and we're looking. <laughs> He's clearly asked the wrong people. No, I just, I, I looked it up before we came here. I just, of oh, course, so now. You're ready to go. Uh, well, because charge. It's on page 66. Da, 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 da. Oh. It's further actions, which oh, is on the bottom of the 60. So I'm going to get Rob on. So oh, I guess because you're not in melee. I was in melee. Is it before the decision? Yes, of course. It wouldn't. Why would it be in melee? It'd be before melee. Yeah, well, I guess that's right. It's in the order of things. This action brings a charging party into combat on the charge round, but there are a number of considerations when it is taken. And really, it's melee at the end. What's that? Melee at the end of the charge. Initiative is not checked at the end of the charge movement. Obviously, so I've won initiative. I am charging. The opponent, so who strikes first, is based upon the opponent with the longer weapon slash reach attacks goes first. Charging creatures gain plus two on their to hit dice if they survive any charge or charging point attacks which occur. Weapon length and first strike are detailed in strike blows. Only one charge move can be made each turn. So this is an inter- this is an interesting question. I mean, am I required? So we declare initiative. If I'm ca- what if I'm casting? A spell. Do I have to? Do I have to do a normal attack? I can't imagine that. I assume that is just. Can I? Can I switch attack? There's a lot of questions here. So, right. so they're charging. So where it's like declare, and let's say it is combat with another party. Two parties are attacking. The players are fighting each other. <laughs> Players charging another player. <laughs> they want to commit their attack. Right. So they're fighting, declare action. And the first guy goes, I'm charging. Right. And the other guy goes, okay, well, I'm doing whatever. I'm, I'm doing nothing. And then the, uh, so then the guy charges and he reaches there. Can you change your action? And are you required to attack? Is it in lieu of what you're doing otherwise? You know, we don't know the, it doesn't say. 
And let's tell you, Thomas and I, this is my guess. This is what I would say. Right. I would say it is in lieu. It's like a little mini event. It is a charge. Right. So the a response, and it all happens kind of fast, and that is its own little, that's what would happen in that round. Yeah. So the problem that the speaker or the, per, the person who left the voicemail has is the way charging is managed in the combat, because everything else is by initiative. But unfortunately, it says here under charging, uh, in melee at end of charge, initiative is not checked at the end of the charge movement. The opponent with the longer reach weapon attacks first. So that's the, that's where this thing gets all mucked up because it doesn't follow the rules. It follows its own rules. It says um, when you charge, you at the end of it, whoever has the longer weapon. So. Okay, can I? All right, I, 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 this actually I might make sense to me. Okay. I don't know. And this is the reason why. Is that you generally only do initiative obviously once party initiated at the beginning so you you would not have of course a sub role of initiative at some point now the question is why would they even talk about that why would you even need to mention that you don't do another initiative role i think the reason is is because this is somewhat unusual the charge the charge seems to me to be allowing you to do something that you ordinarily couldn't do almost almost like two actions i charge and I'm going to attack. And the charging rule allows you to kind of do two things within one initiative round, essentially. And I think it's just clarifying that we're going to let you attack two, which is an additional one, but you but we don't do a re-sub roll. If, you, if you're wondering if you're doing a sub-initiative roll, you don't. Right. Once you arrive, it is based upon weapon speed. But I don't think this is... I think this was... I think the person... My sense is that if you declared, like let's say you declare first, I'm reading a book, or, I'm, or, or I do nothing. Other party, I'm charging him. Now the question becomes, are you entitled to change your action? Do you have to sit there and take it? Or can you, I think this suggests, the way I would read this is, this would always allow a person who is aware that the charge is coming to alter their action and to defend themselves, and but it is if that's what they choose to do, that is their only action in that round. That's it. It's done. You're switching, and it's based upon weapons. That's the way I. So if you are charged by three people, you are in. When they all converge on you, you get to attack only one of them, and that's it. Well, that part is the simplest one. So let's start from simple to hard. The okay. simplest one, I agree with a lot of what you said. To me, the simplest one is, no, you do not get... Th- if three people charge you, you don't get three separate attacks. You right. get to choose. If you survive the attacks, assuming you have uh, the shorter weapon, because, right. again, it talks about the pers- the wh- the, atta- the charger, if they have a longer weapon, they get to go first. So you may want to choose to attack the person that has the shorter weapon. Right. If, and, again, assuming you survive that, because let's say there's a spear, a sword, and a dagger. Three people charge you, and you have a club. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to go... After the the spear, it might be the same with the sword, and you're certainly going to go before the guy with the club. Right. So you may choose to, if you only get one attack, which you do, you probably want to go with the guy against the guy with the dagger. Because right. then you would go before. Right. right. You go first, right? Right. right. Yeah. Because well, or you can go. You can go after the guy with the spear. But the spear is going to go. Then right. you're going to go. Then the guy with the sword is going to go. Then you're going to. Regardless, you're going to go after the first two if with that niche. But you only get one attack. 
Right. You don't get a crack back. And, it's, and then that is your action for the thing. You don't get a bonus attack. It's not an opportunity attack because that's the other part that people conflate, which is if you flee, the person gets an attack. That's an opportunity attack. And some people put that that's a bonus attack you get on there. When you flee, and we've talked about this yeah, in episode yeah, six, yeah. when people flee, that is not your action because you can do it. It can happen after. I attack you, and then you decide, I'm out of here. I get an opportunity attack. Right, okay. So that's why that's, quote, unquote, a bonus action. This is not a bonus action. Right. So his question is a three, four, yeah, that's, you get one attack. That, wait, 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 we, right. So we're, we anyway, right. we need to be clear. Caveat, this is not an official ruling. There's only one official ruling from the gibbering mouther. You can go out to Discord and if, uh, or you can go to editor at grogcon.com. The editor will present that to the gibbering mouther. And if it makes it, it will be put into the official magazine flipping and turning. Because that raised the other issue is if the gibbering mouther gives an opinion, but it's just online and it's not in flipping and turning. Is it official? I, th- I think currently we, we have not extended Discord like Dragon's Foot or whatever. It is only flipping and turning. It's got to be in there. Right. It's, it's, in, it's got the physical. And he text. takes it serious. He thinks about it. Right. And he knows it's not a flippant, It's right. not a flippant comment. You see him in the mall. Like this is all nonsense what we're saying. Right. So, but okay. that one's pretty clear. We, all agree, we agree on that. Right. So the, again, but again, it, the, the idea of this is you open the door. You don't have surprise. You're looking at each other. You declare. Now, one side's the monsters. And so what I would like, to, I would suggest is the, the, play, the DM should determine what the monsters are going to do first. So they, I'm, I think they're going to charge. Then you declare action. Because it, it says you, all parties must declare action. Delay means you do nothing. Would you agree that if the DM handles it where the DM says, okay. I know what the monsters you, are going to do. I, and I'm not telling you. Right. And, I, and you declare that you're just going to stay there. You're going to parlay. Right, and then the monster charges. Will you allow the party, the PC, to change action and get this defensive am attack? I, am I Victorso or am I not Victorso? You have not come with. You do not carry a bag of buttons that say, <laughs> "I died in Vic's adventure." Because there's something cool about, and but players hate this. There's something cool about this. Is you know that we're trying to simulate sequence of events and this fog of war and everything else. And there's something cool about everyone writing everything and you just. Try adjudicate it because even the steps that are less specified in sixty one, they're not necessarily sequential, and that's where that's the problem. There's we're trying to mix. I do this, you do this, you do this, and sequence with this kind of fog of war, kind of everything else. So would you let me change or not? I would. I would let you know that they appear to be charging, oh, and then okay. you could say, "Oh, well, I'm going to set charge." Well, do you have a weapon to do that? No. Well, then you're not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to let you say I'm going to find my spear. Or, you know, hey, Bob, hand me the spear, and I'm going to set it to charge. Now, if you have a spear and you see me charging, I will let you do that. Right. Okay. Yes. So what's what's more difficult? What's left on this? You said that you said that was so the, the easiest. So the easiest are three attacks. The three attacks. The second one is there is no automatic crackback. You don't get you get an attack, and then that's your declared action. So in this case. You, we're, I'm about. Hey, goblins, and they're charging with spears. I, pu- I have my spear out. I set it to charge, and regardless of the initiative, then things happen, right? There, uh, the if he, they have a pike. I don't know why they would goblin have a pike. They would go first. I'd set my, uh, they'd, uh, my spear would go, and then that would be the end so of the action. If they lose, if the charger, the the hoped to be charging charger loses initiative, then he may never charge. I mean, if I cast magic missiles at him right. and kill him, 
Well, that's, well, that's the third part to this is, of course, then that's assuming combat on combat action. It's not assuming the other things. Because, again, the, I open the door. Let's say the magic user's in the front for whatever reason. They start charging. I declare I'm going to cast magic missile. What happens then? You have to figure it out. Now you're slowing it down to bullet time where how many segments versus how quickly you can move, blah, 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 blah. And that's the heart of discussion. Now, I'm not even going to suggest that maybe we're dealing with something called what list combat, which is one-on-one. Yes, in individual combat or whatever. We're supposed to be based on decks or something. Yeah, so, there. so there's a whole bunch of ways you can go with this. But the... So my take on it is the simple version. It's, again, it's this idea of warfare. Everyone sees each other and these lines smash into each other. It's yeah. not, because I've seen, cause, and back to your point, the only part I would disagree with, why do people use charge all the time? Because it's the only way, because the other choice is if we're too far, if we're more than 10 feet away, you cannot engage in combat. You have to move to close, which feels horrible. Right. So here I am, the goblins. You win initiative. You declare, I'm going to move to close. Well, now they, and I say, I'm waiting for them. I'm going to attack them. Well, now they've moved into range and I can attack. The goblins can attack you. And that feels, that's a feel bad. Oh, if I move to close, so if my declared actions move to close. Right. And, and I actually win initiative. Right. This you, could be worse because now I'm like, I'm here. And now I can hit you. Thanks. <laughs> Better be slow. Right. Because so, then you have the Mexican standoff, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for them to come to me. I'm waiting for them to come to me. It really strikes me. Like, that strikes me like a chess game now. Like, I move up to him, okay? You are at him. He goes. He hits you. Right. <laughs> Whereas the reality would be is just all. Right. They would move. So, so that's, where, that's where that adjudication comes. You're, you're too far away for combat. No one wants to move to close because if you move more than 10 feet, you can't attack. Right. Everyone's always charging. You, you get the attack. You get the attack, you get the bonus, and... What's you, the downside? I mean, I know that... Well, they, you lose decks. Or you one part of your armor. Oh, I, oh dear, okay. And if they, if they set to charge, then they, get, they could potentially get double damage. But if you survive, the nice thing is, if you attack first or survive, you, charging creatures gain plus two. Right. Wait, if they survive, right, they which should, occur first, does that mean I don't define... Wait. If, if I go first, do I not get the plus two? You do, if you go first. Wait, you you may not survive. Someone else may shoot a magic missile at you. What is this? Charging creatures gain plus two on their two hit dice if they survive any non-charging or charging opponent's attacks, which occur first. Right. That means that if I have the longer weapon speed, I don't get plus two because I haven't survived somebody who went first. You, you would get—so we went over this before, too, in a previous thing. So the way that I read this— I understand. It's it's all like a few, a world that you haven't. It's had. the fog of war. The if you charge, you will receive the plus two if you survive any attacks that come before it. So if I attack first, I don't get the plus two. No, you do get the plus two. You absolutely. Not if I attack first, it says creature opponents with longer weapon reach attacks. So let's say I have a longer weapon first. Speed. So let's say I go first. The opponent goes first. Well, this this there's part one, which is just says who goes first. Period. Right. Then charging creatures. This is a separate sentence. Separate thought. Crouching creatures gain plus two on their attacks if they survive any non-charging or charging opponent's attacks. Because you could be charged, which her first. So here's the situation. I'm charging you. Someone else is charging, charging me. Right? I attack you. Someone else is attacking me. I will get plus two to you if I survive the attack from someone else. Oh, all right. I read that as no, I get plus I two if I survive... So in other words, if I go first, no. I don't get the plus two. I only get the plus two. If he, like if he swings and misses, now I'm like, ah, ha, ha. No, I think you get the plus two because you survive the attacks, which means 
you would get them as long as you, if you're dead before you do, because it's melee and the charge, you're running towards them. So if you survive and get to melee and you have to, your charge has to end within 10 feet of the person. You can't just mm-hmm. charge and, and say, oh, I'm 30 feet away. I get my attack. No, you have to be within 10 feet. If you get to that, you get a plus two, assuming you survive. I could shoot, the goblin's charging me. You're the magic user. He's attacking me. You shoot him with a magic missile. He doesn't get plus two hit. He's dead. He's dead before he gets to me. You know, think about the charge of light brigade. Some of them get shot off the horse before they get to you. Okay. That's how I read it. I like your take. Well, anyway. Do we have, was there a charge in... Uh, there's a sample combat somewhere. Okay. Yeah, this... Balto. Balto, and guy, yeah. The A and the Bs. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Rob on. Yeah, all right. Rob wants to come. And what did David Thompson say about all this? I, don't, I haven't had a chance because oh. I've been talking to you. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello, Rob. How are you? Welcome to the Grog Line. Oh, Thank you. What's, I think this is the first time I've ever called into the Grog Line. Yes, well, I'm glad because people say no, the, the Grog Line is not real. The Grog Line is real, and you're on. It is. It and this is, is a lot simpler than cool. Skype. So, well, well, I'm among the um, the hundreds of uh, Grog Talk super fans that were sitting there watching your fascinating first 15 minutes of the show, wondering what was going on, and wondering what happened during this lost episode. Mm-hmm. I mean... Goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the- last episode. <laughs> yes. Well, thank <laughs> James. You need to bury that, you know, like along with what was it, the Gene Wells? That's adventure. right, Gene Wells. That's right. The, what? Ha- well, and it's funny. There's part of it is funny because uh, I was setting up the stream, and I inadvertently had us on, and Dan said something that was humorous, but somewhat off the pale, I'll just say. And no, only taken out of context. <laughs> you took it well, that I, way. I hope, you, I hope you, you captured it for the soundboard. Yeah, I, ha- I have it. I have it recorded. So. Excellent. But Excellent. I was like, oh, good news. We're not broadcasting. It's just, and it showed on YouTube, but it's on the preview so people can see it. Well, unfortunately, I must have took that to the extreme. If I never turn the stream on, then no one can see it. So, yes, there's 12 minutes like the Supreme uh, Supreme chat exactly. Film. Well, the people, uh, uh, Grog Talk aficionados will be pouring over it, try, you know, for years trying to uh, determine what actually happened. Yes. So, um, anyhow, and now we've spent all this time on sage advice and answering questions, and I learned the valuable lesson. We're ne- we we will direct people to the Discord channel when they have questions like this, because so they can have deliberation and thought. That was the idea. Well, sometimes it. Discord channel, it can be is often sometimes more heat than than fire, or heat than light, as they say. But uh, it is always fun, um, and of course, your discussion. I heard you talk about the, the gibbering mouther. The gibbering mouther does not have a presence on the Discord, however. Right. Um, he only comes out of his or his or her their dungeon. Uh, you know, to deliver stuff for the for flipping and turning magazine. Correct. Yeah, I think Dan alluded to perhaps the gibbering mouther monitors or is somewhat seen, but we don't have any confirmation of that the official way is. Oh, yeah, well, there is a there is a um, there's a channel. Basically, a, there's a channel for for people to deliver messages to the to the gibbering mouther it right it creates a it's an interesting little bit of metamagical technology that the the text or the the the, the discord post gets uh transcribed to a piece of paper which slides down a deep deep shoot into 
its lair, okay. and then it decides to do something with it. And then it regurgitates it to you, and somehow you get it. Got it. No, no that's how the gibbering mouther gets it. I mean, I, my eyes may... Well, I'm saying, but you, you have to get it at some point, because you have to publish it, so... Oh, yes, that's later on in the, the, uh, the groaning uh, uh, gnomes arrive with the um, groaning gnomes. That's a great band, the, gro- the groaning gnomes. Yes, groaning gnomes. Groaning under their burdens of sacks of mail come to my to my office and dump it on the floor. Groaning gnomes. The small. The groaning gnomes. The yes, s- they s- open small for, sacks. Uh, pseudo undead in eighty-five. I think. Leathery. Small leathery. Well, sacks. Small leathery with their, sacks. With their small leathery sack. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. So I. Uh, I just wanted to call in and, and wonder if uh, I just wanted to let people know that the, about flipping and turning, which is the issue five, is coming out at uh, Broadcon. <laughs> yes, and also that uh, to uh, underline or to say that we're very uh, grateful and happy to have Noble Knight Games as a sponsor for this issue. Did you say underline? Like underlines? Underline? Like Undergirn? Like I think undergirn. Underline? Underwrite? What did you say? What did I say? Underloins. Underloins. I said under. We heard underloin, but we're um under. Uh, uh, well, maybe that's what it is. I, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not a not a legal scholar. Right. Can you, can you when you do the we be able to superimpose like a little picture of him like on the phone? You know, like they would do right. that Letterman, right. right? Like on the. Hopefully, you can. Well, if he sends me a picture, I'll do that because <laughs> I don't know if I have a picture of literally him on the phone. I'd have to do that as well. So we'd say on the phone with <laughs> him. But uh, what I will say is under the last part of the episode, this is very familiar because I did do exactly what you're doing right now. Oh yes. Yeah, so, so I, I, so I apologize. I apologize that oh, that only two people. Uh, no, I did not. I have not out, outed the mouther. I'm just saying the mouther may uh, somehow frequent the Discord channel and is aware of its. I can't get access to that part of it. Yeah, well, there's a reason. And I heard there was like some dude showed up. They said he was like. There's like four Dan Gramanskis. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right? I mean, there are so many Dan Gramansky doppelgangers running around the Discord. Uh, <laughs> you gotta shut them. Or maybe they're clones. They're all hunting yeah. each other, trying to kill each other. Well, that's right. They're clones, and they've gone insane, which would make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, well, but the question. I think you need to look to your right there, James, and see whether that. There's a, is there a soul? Is, is, Dan, uh, is Dan a clone or is he just an automaton? I'm an automaton. This I, one. So this, this me. This, the this, one that's you, yes. Am I a clone? That's a question. No. I have the... You know, so you should, this is why you need to always manufacture um, uh, clone recognition questions so that you can... Yes. Anyway. I should roll this every time. Well, the problem becomes is when did you make the clone? Because the clone would be, in this case, if he made the clone just before coming and then kill, the clone killed him because he became enraged, the clone would know everything that Dan would know. The problem is if the clone is made between the time I talked to him, the questions would have to be evergreen. What did we talk about well, this would, morning? But, well, they would be because Dan would know when his clone was when he no, made a clone. God. So Dan would say, okay, I've made a new this clone is so first on edition. Thursday. On Friday, he'd call you up and say, hey, here's the new clone questions. Right. Uh, you know, what's my mother's maiden name? Uh, what street did I grow up on? That sort of thing. But Dan is unfortunately self-defeating because he doesn't remember what he's done the day before. So I would be like, what's the question? He would never know. He would never know the answer to it. Am I that just- is... 
that's you know that's probably true you can't say who who strikes first when a uh, a, ch- a knight on a horse with a lance attacks a orc with a set uh, pike. European or African? Uh, I don't know that. Except, well, is this what it's like for other people? No! Yes, it is. It's obviously painful. So This is exactly what it's like <laughs> for all of us. It's, uh, I thought I'd call in and share the pain. So if you want, since you're on, why don't we do Have You Ever Played a Bard while we're here? We're going to skip ahead. So oh. you can Oh, you, I'd love to. Yeah. Do you have? You know, you haven't played your music. I, I, I have it. I have it. I have it. I, I don't have well, my. I have. I have my loot, but I do have the song. Here we go. So, what is this about, Dan? James, this is the portion of the show where you get to play a bard infiltrating the assassin's guild. This is from First Encounter magazine, published by friend of the show Kelly Villamere. This one written by John Fraser. Is the music one? Uh, yes, the music is done. Okay, thank you. See, and someone know. said they can't write a question of the mouther. No access allowed. So, hey, so that's me. That's is it. The real Dan Gormansky? No, it's it's another gentleman, uh, Cal Staff, who has been. He's he's the one who um, uh, titled our last uh, episode. Well, thank you very much. Thank we, you. We appreciate the help, and I have. To, I feel your pain, Cal Staff. I am denied access as well. Right. So there's there's a there's a kerfuffle happening in the Discord. Of course, there's twelve of you out there. Perhaps one of you can get to it. So uh, perhaps I keep creating new accounts to try to get access. So if they want to ask, let me. So Rob, being the Tim Cast, the editor of Flipping Attorney, if someone wants to ask a question to the gibbering mouther, what is the process be, besides sending it to editor at grogcon.com? Well, there is a channel on the. Uh, Discord for uh, that's called uh, Ask the Gibbering Mouther. And Ask the Gibbering Mouther uh, works like a little box. You put your message in there and uh, it disappears and goes straight to the Gibbering Mouther. Okay. So, but, uh, and so you can do it either to editor, which ultimately comes to me and I send it on to the Gibbering Mouther through some or, channel, right? Or the other way. And if they don't have access to that channel, is that something you address? Because I've never fixed that for people. Oh, I could. I mean, you should be able to have access. The thing is, is that well, what you may not know is you you type it and then it disappears. So oh, it I looks, see. After a little while, it'll look like it went away. Okay, so people may be getting messages; they just don't know it because it disappears. Well, that's that. That's in essence, yes. I mean, the same way when you put a letter in the mailbox. Right. You know, it might be a mimic, and and your letter will never true. Actually, it could be a bag of uh, devouring. Get to its destination. Right. Or, yeah, it could be a bag of uh, what is it called? A bag of devouring. Well, the person here. So, if you could go look on the channel, someone saying that they they're not they can't even do that. So, could, if you could work with them, that would be super helpful. Okay. Thank you, sir. I, where are they saying that? On on the live chat. On our on our YouTube. So. Hmm. All right. I'll reach out. Okay, great. So let's stand ready for our thing. We are. So this is where it's basically choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yep. Uh, somewhat like that. You are, we're going to give you a scenario and you're going to have choices and you try to pick the one that you think would be best if you were playing a bar. And uh, last time, James, I'll have you read that so you don't have another sound bite to use against me. So last time, this is what was happening. That sentence right there. You see it underlined? You have, oh yes, a leathery feeling appendage rubbed, rubs your bare arm and neck. Ooh. Now 
know, I used to you would take it out of context. I can't say that. It becomes a soundbite. Yeah, actually, I have that. You can't oh, say right. that. I can't say, I can't anything, say anything on the show. Here you go. I just said it for you. All right, here we go. And you may remember. We're dead. You're the dead. Violent fungi. You violent. Died. I used to think it was violent. That's right. It's the violet fungi. Okay. As you continue to make your way through the forest, you spot a flicker of light behind some trees. You walk to the edge of a small clearing and see a campfire surrounded by four tents. The warmth of the fire is most inviting, but you restrain from entering the area. Suddenly, a human dressed in studded leather emerges from the farthest tent. Apparently, he has sharp eyes, for he sees you almost immediately. Before you can act, he makes a you and cry. James, both a you, you and, and cry. a cry. He does both. Nice. And six, we need to look up you. And six more men erupt from the tents, all armed. One of the men, probably the leader, is wielding a javelin with a blue crystal head that sparkles. Mm. He hefts it, he hefts it, he hefts it, and prepares to throw it at you. The others are wielding spares. Spares? Spears. Spears. You know, James, it's taken a long time for us to get to find this Assassin's Guild. Yes. Look, this is it. Maybe there's a bunch. This could be it. It's we we talked about it, this. Aren't they in like barren places? Right, it's supposed to be inconspicuous. And just to let you know, this installment of Have You Ever Played a Part is brought to you by Larry's Good Things at 2045 Lawnscale Avenue in North Vancouver. Hobbies and games, fantasy games. Give Larry a call at 988-6511 and tell him James and Dan sent you. Yes, thank you. Excellent. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry. So, uh, all right, here's your choices. One, cast protection from lightning on yourself and attack with sword. Two, cast fairy fire and attack with sword. Three, cast fairy fire, throw dagger, then attack with sword. Four is the minion special, turn into a bird and fly away. Five, cast call lightning and lay waste to the camp. Oh, I like that one. Mm -hmm. Six, did I hear any thunder? What did it say? Did we hear any rumblings? I, didn't, I, don't think I did not hear anything no, about boy. it. Six, cast entangle and attack with sword. Seven, cast obscurement and run. Eight, cast warp wood and attack with sword. Nine, cast tree and hope they think you escaped. <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten. Charm man with your music and suggest that the leader is insane and should be killed. Well, at least I'm not in love with any of these. No. All right, all right. One, protection from lightning on yourself, so attack with sword. Two, fairy fire, attack with sword. Three, fairy fire, so die on attack with sword. Four, bur burn and fly, fly away. Five, call lightning and lay waste. Six, entangle and attack with sword. Seven, obscurement and run. Eight, warp wood and attack with sword. Nine, Tree, and I hope they think you escape. Ten, charm man with me, your music. Yeah, charm men with your music. It's just that the leader is insane and should be killed. Okay, so Rob, you're our guest. You've heard the choices. While those online, you put your choices in. Uh, what choice would you like to take, sir? Uh, I think I'm going to cast number one, protection from lightning. And All right. With Rob has protection from lightning. Do you want me to go first, or are you going to go? I, I think I'll go ahead. We're both okay. dead, right? Yeah, we're dead. We're dead. The, the violet fun guy got us. I'm going to go with Charm, then, with my music. I don't think I've tried that before. There are That's six of them. Number 10? Yes. All right. Okay. I'm doing the one that's in Tangle. A very, very good choice. I don't know that's, if it's a very good that's choice. That's a special. It's a special. What, what's the number of that one? 
That is six. Yeah, because I like one, but I think they're going to assassinate you, assuming they're assassins. Why do I think they're assassins? Studded leather. Studded leather. He's right. That's that's right. It, also, isn't isn't this an an attack? camp of assassins that were attacking? Well, we're trying to find the Assassin's Guild. We don't know uh, how far, but... If this is the guild, man. Yeah, this is very underwhelming. Well, we talked about that, how the Thieves Guild is so much better, right? Yeah. Is, you know. So, yeah, so David's going to do uh, Charm Person, so put your choices in. Oh. Yes, David, you chose the same. I'm with David? Yes. I feel good. Uh, do I, I, don't, I don't feel good he, for David. He doesn't feel so good about that, actually. Oh, are they too uh, high level? Leroy called Lightning, because the odds are so terrible at work. I like that. <laughs> That's flat. Has he has he played this before? <laughs> All right, is everyone in? He died a while ago, so it doesn't matter. So I think everyone who's put in, you have uh, five, four, three, two, one. Go ahead, start. Okay, number one, protection from lightning and attack with sword. Good choice. There you go. The javelin of lightning doesn't affect you. Take twelve hit points in combat with the others. Wow. So you like. Right, you killed them all. I, I think that's. St- I think that um, still killed me, though. I think I. I think uh, I was down to less uh, than twelve hit uh, points from prior games. I'm sorry, but I don't know. The, well, the wolves did like sixty hit points of damage. These yeah. assassins did nothing. But okay, maybe they're not assassins. Okay, number two. Did anyone do number two? Fairy uh, fire and Taqua sword. No. Okay, the same as. Oh, I'm sorry. Take thirty hit points in combat. Mm. Ouch. Number three was Fairy Fire. Also, you take 28 hit points in combat. Four was, oh, the Menu Special. No one took the Menu Special? No. You get hit by the Javelin for 26 hit points. Also, there's 48% of damage for transforming. Okay. Oh, that's good. So, you, you, it's a live and die. It's a pl- pros and cons. Yep. Not bad. You, you think that, well, you get the hit points. I guess the, I think your Javelin goes right through me. Okay. Five was, fried bird, fried chicken. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then you're like going to spit. You're already on the javelin. You're going to right. spit. Yeah, tasty. Uh, five was to call lightning and lay waste. I love it. Uh, sorry, storm's over. Take 42 hit points in combat. <laughs> that's what I was worried about. Mm. Yeah. You laid waste, all right. You got wasted. <laughs> you laid waste. Not a good way. Poor, poor Leroy. Yeah, poor Leroy. Um, and he's our Canadian. That's right. He's the one who's up there. Maybe. Uh, Larry's. But Larry's. He, I think he knows where Larry's is. Okay. Six was Entangle. Who did Entangle? Me. Did, didn't you? Uh, nice choice. I should be rooting for it. I don't know why I said it that way. Nice choice, but take 20 hit points of damage from the leaders. Javelin. Seven was Obscurement and Run. You escaped. No damage. Seven was the winner. Wow. That was the winner. Eight was the Warp Wood. Good, because he warped his Javelin. Only take damage from the Javelin. 21 hit points. Um... I was eight. Yep, yep. Nine, which was cast tree. They aren't that dumb. Take thirty nine hit points. Oh, so you're just like a tree and they're like whacking at you. You're just standing they're there. Just, they just. I'm a tree. Stop. Make like a tree and get out of here. They're just yeah. beating wood. Then you, you made like a. There you go. You're welcome. I'm glad I didn't say that. You made. Well, you I'll made, be putting that down for you. You made like a tree and just stood there. It's a problem. That's Charm. Exactly. Okay, ready for this? Charm is yours. And David's. I'm with the Lord Chancellor. Mm-hmm. He's a okay. chamberlain, not a chancellor. Don't okay. change his title. Oh, that's true. He's a chamberlain. The leader didn't like that. He what? hit you with his javelin and ruined your spell. Take 31 hit points. Oh, because he's too high level. I couldn't charm Apparently. Yeah. I made a save. Okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, 
somehow who survived? No one survived. Everyone's pretty much dead at it's this point. <laughs> and we're just we're just zombie bards wandering through the forest at this point. Zombie bards. Well, sir. Um, anything else for the good of the order? Well, because we're no, no. I'll just I will I'll, I'll uh, just uh, hang up and listen to your answer offline. This was uh, great, guys. Thanks. Well, thanks for it, including me. Well, it's great and. Um, you know, we look forward to ep- to the issue five, which will be our most complicated. Is that a fair statement? Most comprehensive? I, what is what's yes. the term for it, this one? It, it's absolutely the most complicated. Uh, technically, I think uh, it'll and it will be uh, released at uh, GrogCon in about a month. Yeah, we're getting we're getting down the wire. It's like when you'd go to Gen Con and Deities and Demigods. Is that right. where you get it? It's being released. That's we're like exactly, that. It's exactly just right. just like that. It's it? just like that, <laughs> except for we don't have as many people. But right. and Errol Otis didn't do the cover. But we have amazing artists. So uh, David Thompson is in my camp of people. This D, this DM he's not happy with. He's he's saying the spell. It wasn't a spell. Charm's not a spell. Yeah, but, so you, I was thinking you, oh. know, you get your mandolin out, and you have to yeah. Yeah, it I, up I, and start I, playing it. I, I mean, you could argue that uh, while you were doing that, the guy threw his javelin. But but he's right; he's supposed to listen for a round beforehand. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, and you're taking it out, tuning it. Mink, 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 mink. Yeah, exactly. It, I haven't brought mine. I I just haven't. They're, they're charging. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> While he's chucking the thing at you're you. You're doing the so. sound check. So. All right, guys. Well, it was great chatting with you this morning, and uh, and have a great uh, rest of the show. Thank you, sir. Thank we'll you, talk Rob. to you later. Bye-bye. That was Rob, our editor of Flipping Turn. Oh, and I forgot. he was. I was going to show you this while he was on. I knew I had something else. This is what Rob bought me. So you want to be a rock and roll star, a rock and roll I love it. A rock and role playing game. A rock and role playing game. I'm sure I'm holding it up here. He provided this to me, and I'm going to run this at some point. I gotta oh, read it. how can you not run that at GrogCon? <sighs> I know you don't have enough time, probably. Can I look at this? Sure. It's so thick. Hey. Gosh. <laughs> it's thin. Stop. <laughs> well, there's a sound thing. <laughs> Wasn't there, you know what? Oh, you know what we really should have done? Mm-hmm. We missed an opportunity. James, we need to do this next year. Okay. Um, we need to run this, and we need to run that one about high school. Remember oh, Otis? yes, the Errol Otis High School one. <laughs> okay. We need to find that one. How can we not be running these games? Why didn't we think of this? Well, I, I'm, I'm definitely up for doing it. So I'll give, I've read it. I've, well, I've Have you perused, read it? I've perused it. So the idea is you start a band. Your, PC, you know, your PCs are banned. Right. Some, you, usually there's an NPC who's like the band manager. And then it's shenanigans happens. Like so, some of the some of the uh, so you have you know traits and it's all d six. It's very simple. You have a bunch of uh, attributes, and but you have quirks and disabilities. Like you're you have delusions. You're reckless. You have bad eyesight. You're obese. You're tone deaf. Oh, this is too much. We got all characters at some point. Okay. Okay. Can I have a suggestion? You know, I'd like you to run a particular adventure. Now, yes. are you familiar? There's, I believe, isn't there this documentary about this club in New Jersey where it it was a they had a lot of punk shows and it got very violent. And there's been a documentary on this. Apparently, hmm. it's just like a terribly dangerous place. More than CBGBs. CBGBs. Worse than CBGBs. Yeah, which I mean, wasn't dangerous. I think. Yes, this is a really, really dangerous place to go. It was disgusting, play. but it wasn't dangerous so when you, I went there. You could walk. That's great. You got to go to CBGB. I never went to CBGB. Oh, that's great. So if you could, uh, maybe you could do an adventure at that. 
in place. Okay, That'd that's a good cool, idea. Right? So if you if you type in, you John, I can't remember the name. I'll send it to you. But yeah. I, I came across where John Stewart actually would go there when he was younger. And John Stewart's in the documentary yeah, talking about the place. I wouldn't go to Jersey if I didn't have to. Well, th you want to see the bands. Right. Well, and no one wanted to go there. Well, I wasn't a punk guy as no, much, but there was stuff. there was Lamore, which was a you know Twisted Sister would play there, and Anthrax would play there. Uh, that was in Brooklyn, and then CBGB obviously was the, almost a week. But, it was, band. but so we even, by the time even my age, when I was going there, it had already become kind of this tourist trap. Wait a second. So the band we could create with this game could be the pseudo undead. Yes, that's what I thought. Yes, that's perfect. I'm sorry, I'm slow right here, and we could play at that place. This is amazing. Right. Or theoretically, well, yeah, we could play either like, um, so what you're saying is we could either play like Asmodeus' Palace or like New Jersey. Right. <laughs> Basically, one and the same. <laughs> so you need to do a campaign. Yeah. So the, the Pseudo Undead campaign. That's right, the Pseudo Undead, because they have a, a sample example, a uh, sample adventure. Yeah, it's because, you know, you can go completely. Uh, you know, basically it's a fighting game or it's, you know, just complete up and up where you're just playing because uh, they have weapon combat and all this mm -hmm. kind of things. Or you can keep it more of, you know, your battle of the bands and just progress as you become a superstar. Well, you know, yeah, but you could start by playing those places. Maybe one day you're on like American Idol or something or yeah, so you, right, so you're playing. So instead of a stronghold, you're playing like a big festival. You're like Iron Maiden, you're playing, you know, a huge stadium. Right. Hmm. That's what, that's hilarious. So yeah, so this is so this, and you can do a band name generator. Okay, we'll do the band. Oh, name we got to do band name generator. Number of components. Roll d six. Okay. This is all d six, so you'll like this. Right. Two. Two. Uh, now roll d six. Two. Two. Perfect. Uh, now roll two d six. It's gonna be a, a total of ten. Am I totaling? Ten. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now I go under name. Name. Where's name? Name. Name. You're flipping and turning. I'm flipping. Like, so it is like your typical role playing yes. game. Yes. Names. All right. Uh, roll D6 and divide it by two. Did I round up? Uh, so that's... Two? Uh, actually, three. That's, okay, great. Now roll two D6 and don't add them. So one right. and, and six. So that's 16. So Buddha is the first part of our name. Oh, okay. Now the second part of our name is roll two D6. Nine. Adjective. Uh, this also can be used to name bars, I believe, probably, right? You could probably use probably bar names. Right. This could be. now Or a beer name. So uh, roll. Don't add these together. Give me first and second. 56. 56. Lost Buddha. That's the name of our, that's the name of our the random band. We are Lost Buddha. We used to be pseudo-undead. That's right. This was their first name. No, Lost Buddha was their first oh. name. And then they became the pseudo-undead. This is the prequel. Right. Oh, yes. It's like The Hobbit. Right. Before we went down the metal road, we were Lost Buddha. We're kind of an alt-indie right. alt crowd. So, yeah, so you can, you can create a band name. Uh, you can come up with your random possession. So thank you to, thank you to Rob Ritchie. I'll be, so you want to be a rock and roll star. We'll be doing a version of this. I don't know if I'll have it ready for GrogCon. GrogCon 20, 20, 22. 22. I will probably do it for... Uh, I'll do a do the prequel as a special patron event, mm. so we can get it ready for right for the pseudo undead when they play the pre this the the lost Buddhas will be playing that New Jersey punk place, and this is kind of the precursor because there'll be a lot more people in the band. Some of them will unfortunately not make it, and that the core group oh. will then become the pseudo undead. That probably was a turning point for them, right?
They, they turned dark. <laughs> they, they've been playing like birthday parties right. and stuff. Bar mitzvahs. Yeah. That's and right. then they got booked here. And then they got some, something horribly happened there. Well, the story, they, oh, it's the, yes, it's the story of the forming of the pseudo-undead. Right. It's the prequel. That's right. Lost Buddha. All right. That, so if you are interested in playing in this, the, in the Lost Buddha I game, mean, well, of, course, of course you're, you may be the band manager. Oh, okay. Cuz maybe cuz you're usually the co-DM. Okay, I could be the band manager, yeah, all right. Cuz you have to well cuz I booked him there, yeah. Cuz the right. part of this thing is cuz it's a little different cuz you have a band and you have to have all the players and then there's a so here there's you like this is an official sheet. This yeah. is the rocker yeah. character sheet. Do we have permission to photocopy that? I think so. Okay. But I'll have to check. Okay. I have to make sure it's. <laughs> doesn't say it on here. Well, well uh, okay. but then there's the band sheet. So you have the manager Roadies, hangers-on, band equipment. Oh, so Just, you get like followers. Yeah, you get followers. Wow. What happens oh, if they get higher level? So okay, yeah. See, this game should not be played by teenage boys in the eighties. <laughs> Groupies. It was really bad. No. Really bad. No, no, oh, the humanity that would be bad. So <laughs> it was good. We didn't know about this game. So yeah, so I'm, I'm I will, I'll be happy to do that. I think that All would right. be a lot of fun. And I will be happy to play. Yeah, you got to roll for me, like as the co-DMs. I mean, that'd be great. All well, right. you'll roll up your band manager. Lot. Okay, we'll do it, it one time. Mm-hmm. Okay, random encounter. Got it. Because this show is about first edition AD. Is that right? No, it's, well, technically, well, if you recall, we were going to do old school gaming. We just fell on the only thing we know, which is first edition. Got it. We're branching out to a rock and roll game. Right. And we got to look for that high school game that Errol Oates Yeah, if, if, you could, if you could get that and it's not $5,000, we, we should do that. That'd be great. All right. This is big, a bushy, puppy production. All rights reserved.